Hello, fellow humans. Welcome to my podcast for inspired souls that are looking to improve and grow upon their already wonderful lives. I am your host, Sabrina Victoria, and this is episode 109. It is April 8th, 2019. Happy Monday here at Human Better 365. Today, I want to talk about relationships. And most importantly, I want to talk about communicating in a relationship and what it looks like when it's healthy. Join me. She has no business giving advice because all the so-called social norms are against her. But she's here in your world to give her slightly biased, in-your-face opinion on how she thinks you could human better. Follow now to catch all her inspirational words on life, business, love, and learning to empower yourself. And now, your host, Sabrina Victoria. Hello, 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 Human Better 365, Monday, 8.29 p.m. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Um, I apologize for not joining you guys last week. My computer had a little bit of a malfunction. (laughs) Um, I accidentally spilled water all over my computer probably about a month ago. And it was acting weird uh, for about the last 30 days until it finally died uh, last week. So I had to take it to Apple. And um, unfortunately, it wasn't covered by Apple Care, but fortunately, it wasn't too expensive to repair. And now I am back. And uh, it's so interesting now working with my computer because it was giving me so many problems while it was... uh, malfunctioning. Um, I was getting so frustrated with it, but now that I have it back and it's actually fixed, I'm actually like, Oh my gosh, this computer's really nice. You kind of forget. So, um, that's exciting. Um, I will be back here as usual every Monday and Thursday. Uh, so how was your weekend? That is the question. Um, I got a lot of work done yesterday. Uh, for those of you that follow my podcast, you know that I am in the middle of working on some trainings and working on writing a book that I am so excited about. It is going to help and inspire so many people. Um, I'm really putting my heart and my soul into this thing and trying to pull all of the things that I have done over the past decade to get to where I am now mentally and emotionally. And um, one of the things that I highlight a lot on my platform, Human Better 365, is the importance of communication. And the reason I highlight it so much is because it really is so important to learn to communicate in order to really feel authentic in our lives. And um, I really think that it is the breakdown to a lot of relationships, not just romantic ones, but also just friendships, Um, parents and children, 
there is such a disconnect sometimes with communication, whether people don't know how to communicate or people don't feel comfortable communicating. And it really is detrimental to the society that we live in right now. So um, this weekend, I had a very, very long time alone with my boyfriend. Um, On Friday night, we sat down, we went for a walk to the grocery store. And um, while we were walking, we're like, what are we going to do on Saturday? And my boyfriend kind of, not recommended, but... um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but stated that maybe we should go for a urban hike, which basically means you leave your house with a destination in mind and you go someplace. So he had mentioned my Fitbit. I carry a Fitbit on my wrist pretty much all the time and there's challenges on it. So I've done a lot of the challenges, but one of the ones that I haven't done is 65,000 steps, which if you work it out correctly, should take about 10 hours to accomplish with maybe a couple of stops here and there. Now, we have never done anything close to this, but we're both fairly fit people and we thought, you know what, let's just try it out. Let's just see what happens. Um, So early morning around 10 o'clock Saturday, we wake up, eat a small breakfast, and we literally, you know, put on our shoes, head out the door and um, start walking. And we had a few destinations in mind. We were going to, you know, go south, then head uh, east, grab some food at Whole Foods. Then we were going to head north along the ocean, then cut across Del Rey down here in Florida called the Ave, go west, grab dinner, then head back south and back home. So it's going to be like a really big circle. And we approximated that it was going to be about 65,000 steps and set out, (laughs) set out on this crazy adventure. About five miles in, we got to Whole Foods. We stopped for a wrap and a drink and we're feeling good. We're feeling so excited. We've had um, a good like two hours to talk. There was no phones, you know, no texting, no social media. We literally just held hands and talked and walked And, um, (laughs) we were so excited. I was even like, we should do this more often. This is so romantic and it's such a great quality time. He agreed, get back on the road. We start walking some more and, uh, probably around two more hours later, um, we decide that we're not going to go all the way to the ocean. It's just too far. So we cut across north, head towards Delray earlier. We ended up down this dirt road (laughs) with like rocks. There's no sidewalk. It was a really like sketchy part of town. And his feet start hurting. My feet start hurting. Our thighs are hurting. Our hips are hurting. My hands start to like um, get swollen from the our heartbeat going so fast. It's hot. We ran out of water. Um, it was literally a disaster. But we're laughing and we're hysterical the entire time. Um, even there for a second, you know, uh, Dane was like, "Why don't we run to change up the muscle groups?" Because we were in so much pain. 
He's like, if we're running, we'll be using different muscle groups. So we start running literally like a minute and 30 seconds later. I can't even run anymore. It's making me have to go to the bathroom. I'm like hysterically laughing. Um, it was just unbelievably um, out of our, like, of what we thought would happen, just completely different. It's like walking. Like, who would have thought walking would be so painful? So literally all the way up until, like, mile one, like, one more mile left until we got to downtown Delray. We're, like, counting down the minutes and um, limping and laughing, and it was just crazy. We wound up getting to downtown Delray. We could barely walk. We sit down for a little snack. Dane winds up calling up one of his friends to take us back home because we could not walk another step. Even to go from like the restaurant we were at to the corner, which was like 20 steps to the side, I was cringing. I'm like, I don't want to walk anywhere. I want him to pick me up right here at this table. I didn't want to go anywhere. My arches hurt, my heels hurt, my ankles hurt, the tops of my feet hurt, my knees hurt, my hips hurt. It was crazy and um, was a good reminder of how important it is to, number one, stay healthy, and number two, actually um, work up to walking that many miles. So um, for those of you that follow me on Facebook, we wound up doing 40,000 steps, just over 17 miles. Um, and literally took us all day. I think it took us about six or seven hours to do it. It was crazy. But the reason I'm mentioning this to you is because we had so much time to communicate and we really realized how important it is to spend quality time with each other without any distractions, without the kids, without the phones or social media just to have raw silence and be able to speak your mind and speak your dreams and your passions and the things that you think about. And, you know, everything came up. There was things from the past, you know, where he's like, hey, you know, you said this to me, you know, what what did this mean? And I said the same. And we were able to work out a few little tiffs that we had had that week. Um, We were able to talk about business ideas that we have. We were able to talk about family. We were able to talk about kids. We were able to talk about the future and really also had a chance to laugh and, um, you know, see our true character come out when in distress. Uh, For those of you that are looking to get married or aren't, you know, aren't married, for those of you that are married, it's kind of too late now. Um, but if you're dating someone, this is a really good way to um, test your spouse's character to see how they will be um, when they're in some sort of a stressful situation. And um, we both, ble- I believe, we both passed with uh, pretty good um, flying colors. I did get a little cranky towards the end because I was um, I was getting hungry. We had to go pick up my computer. Right afterwards, I could barely walk, and then we had to go to the grocery store uh, to pick up a couple more snacks, 
And at the grocery store, I was kind of like, I just want to get two things and just get out. Just two things and get out. I don't want to do anything else. I want to just go home and just rest. Um, But for the most part, we had an absolute blast. So the first thing that I want to talk about with communicating is how important it is to not ask like boring questions. It's really important to ask unique and personal questions. Don't for don't like feel as if the individual you're with you're with is going to get frustrated with you. Um dig in, dig in deep, ask about how they're feeling, ask about certain situations, ask unique and personal um, questions that will actually give you a response that's full of life. And you'll be surprised what kind of things come up in, oh, sorry about that. Ah, uh, that was my phone. What kind of things come up when you really start to force your partner to open up a little bit? Now, for you ladies or even you men, there's always a time and a place. So don't be asking deep questions about family or religion or kids or, you know, what they meant by this comment while they're watching a baseball game or while they're working out, or, you know, when they're in the middle of doing homework or an essay with your 10-year-old child, um, actually kind of shave off some time, whether it's taking your partner for a walk, um, when you're in your bedroom getting ready for bed, or whatever it is, choose correct times to be speaking to your spouse, or bringing it up in your friendship, or whatever it is. Um, timing a lot of times is really important. And if you choose the wrong time, a lot of times you'll get a really sharp response and you can't really blame the other person for that. It's kind of your fault. So make sure that you're timing your conversations accordingly to work around what you're your partner or the individual that you're trying to speak to is doing at that point in their life. Does that make sense to you guys? So we're all very emotional beings. Some of us are very emotional about homework, making dinner, working out, uh, basketball game, the football games. You want to make sure that you're timing your conversations correctly. Uh, The other thing that you want to do, and I think that once we get comfortable in a relationship, this tends to happen, again, whether it's romantic relationship or a friendship. A lot of times we're around this person so much, there's so much time that has passed that we just think the person already knows right? The man thinks that the woman already knows that she's beautiful. He's already told her that she's attractive. He's already told her that she's wonderful. She's already told him that he's hot or he's handsome or he's good looking, or I trust you, or I believe in you, or you're powerful, whatever it is. Don't 
forget to remind your partner. This is one thing that my boyfriend is so good at that I am not so good at. Um, His love language, um, his second one, we both have the love language of physical touch. That's both number one for us. Our second, his is words of affirmation and mine is acts of service. So he is really, really good at not stating, not stating, um, or to stating, stating the obvious, I guess. So, you know, he's constantly reminding me of what he feels about me or what he thinks about me in a positive light. And it really does make me feel really good. Um, it is foreign to me, however, cause I'm not used to that. And because I am with someone who needs words of affirmation, and that's not necessarily a love language for me, um, I'm finding myself learning to actually do that more often. So sometimes we need to hear the obvious. Your girlfriend needs to hear that you find her attractive, that you think she's beautiful, that she thinks she's smart. Your boyfriend or your husband needs to know that you think he's sexy or that he's so hardworking or that you appreciate he's paying the bills or you appreciate that he's taking out the trash. It's not enough to tell someone you love them once because later they'll wonder, but how about now? Like, how about now? Do they still love me now? And that's the same for compliments, like I was saying. So when our needs aren't being met, when we're not hearing the things that we need to hear, a lot of times people will go to other places to hear these things, especially if it's their love language. So it's almost your obligation as a human who is um, locked with somebody who needs communication. It's your obligation to make sure that you're fulfilling that role or that language for them. So the other thing is not communicating a problem or the harsh truth. So you want to make sure that you're speaking about things that are bothering you. Strong relationships are built on the foundation of being able to talk about and talk through anything. Now, this is super difficult and super awkward. I'm telling you that from experience. For those of you that have been married for long extended periods of time, for those of that you that have been in relationships for long extended periods of time, you know that it's very difficult. And sometimes you don't totally want to just ignore all of the communicating altogether because you know it's not going to get anywhere. But I'm telling you right now that that is destined to fail in the future. You have to talk about the things that are bothering you and the other individual has to take the time to listen. So if you are in a relationship with somebody who refuses to listen, or if you're in a relationship with somebody who refuses to speak, there needs to be a serious conversation 
about the fact that if the communication doors are not open, the relationship will probably end unless that factor is fixed. It's just a fact. You cannot stay in a relationship with somebody long term if there is not open communication. So you're going to have to learn to speak through the awkwardness, to speak through the difficult the difficultiness and um and work through it. And you know, I came out of something that was very harsh when communication was done and also very um non-existent for the most part. So I have had to work a lot on communicating. So I'm really good at communicating at work. I'm really good at communicating with my friends. I'm in sales. I am so good at talking about my feelings. However, now getting into another um, romantic relationship where my feelings are really real, I'm starting to um, get over and maneuver through hiccups that I am used to, I guess, happening in a different way. And it's very foreign to me. It's very uncomfortable for me. And when you're coming out of a, a relationship that is emotionally abusive, a lot of times there's a lot of restraint. There's a lot of holding back. There's a lot of being scared what the other person is going to say. But if you're with somebody who truly wants to be with you and really wants the relationship to work, there should be a level of understanding as long as you're being completely honest about where you came from. And as long as they see that there's honest effort that you're making. So even though, you know, I've definitely had a lot of hiccups within the past year or so uh, regarding communication and talking about my feelings and, you know, possibly losing my temper or possibly getting a little loud or possibly clamming up or not speaking, um, there's a lot of patience that's needed on my end and a lot of patience that's needed on his end as far as I'm trying to allow myself um, to work through my thoughts and he's allowing me to also work through my thoughts. So it's a constant battle. It's a constant um, thought process of how and when and where these changes are going to be made. But it is absolutely necessary if uh, the relationship is going to flourish forward in a good, healthy way. Uh, the other thing, which a lot of people do this, is not communicating at all or being passive aggressive. So my ex would always communicate but he was very passive aggressive. 
And I hated that. So that is one thing that I feel as if I'm pretty good at. I try really hard not to bring up the past. I try really hard to stay in the present and to not say things in a sarcastic manner to make people feel a certain way because I realize how detrimental that is to individuals mentally. Uh, Passive aggressiveness might be the most effective way to actually completely end a relationship. The very first rule of communication, the one that overrides any communication tip you will ever hear, is that you have to do it. You have to communicate. So not speaking to each other or only speaking defensively or passive aggressively and hiding behind like thoughtlessness or completely shutting down for hours or days. Like I hear sometimes about couples that'll just have the silent treatment for days. See, when the communication stops, whether it's literally or practically, that relationship will begin to die. So think about that next time you decide to give somebody a lesson by going silent. So I understand that a lot of times you need to think. Okay, so I sometimes go silent, not because I'm trying to be rude, but because I'm actually trying to think. I am a very firm believer that it's really important to think before you speak because you do not want to say something that is unnecessary to say. So giving yourself a minute, five minutes, 15 minutes to really think and contemplate um, what you're going to say or how to break down your thoughts in a concise way is totally different than taking a day or two days or a week. And as the other individual, allow your spouse the time to think because they're trying to be mature, um, thoughtful individuals and not speak rationally, irrationally. You don't want to necessarily rush someone to say something because you're so worried about the silent treatment or almost tempt somebody by saying, oh, here she goes with the silent treatment because that will create a reaction or words that are said that don't need to be said when she could have just calmed herself down, thought about it and came back to you more rationally. So we all are passionate about certain things. We all get super intense sometimes about certain things. Just realize that if you're with someone you truly love, that everything will be okay. Quite literally, everything will be okay. And as long as you know that, and as long as when you're in the middle of the argument and in the heat of the argument, as long as you know that everything will be okay, then you can allow your partner to think and you can allow your partner to speak and then you can speak and then silence yourself, listen to words, repeat, make sure you understand 
and keep it going effectively. See, you will overcome obstacles that all couples face. And after each victory, you'll be even closer. If you find that you never fight or argue, that's great. But be careful because it may be a sign that you're not fully communicating with each other in order to keep the peace. So if you can tell that maybe your spouse is a little frustrated, maybe they're giving you the silent treatment about that subject. And you can tell that sometimes. So instead of getting wrapped up in working out or the gym or the baseball game, acknowledge the fact that your partner might be a little upset, grab their hand, offer to go for a walk, And start asking questions. Like I said earlier, start asking unique personal questions that will pull that thought process out of them so that you guys can speak about it in a loving way. The next thing that you want to do is um, listen. Listen. So probably what's even more important than speaking is actually listening. And that is one thing that I actually pride myself on. So even though I am working diligently on communicating, even though I'm working diligently on words of affirmation and reminding my spouse and the people that are in my life that I love as to why I love them and what I appreciate about them. That's what I'm working on. One thing that I know I'm really good at is listening. It's very, very important for the person who's communicating to feel understood. Everybody wants to feel as if they're understood. When both people are super focused on communicating their own thoughts, who's actually going to listen? You have to be a rational listener in order to be a rational communicator. See, if you don't show that you're listening by nodding your head, by smiling, by saying, "Uh uh-huh, a lot of times people will be quick to realize that you don't care about them or that you don't need them or that you're not supporting them. So you need to make a commitment not only to work on communicating your feelings thoroughly, the good stuff and the bad stuff, but you also want to make sure that you're being a really good listener in order to make the other person feel significant. And when you really think about it, my fellow humans, that's all we really want. Every single one of us wants to know that we are significant and that we matter. And when you allow someone to communicate And when you actually listen, when someone is communicating, you make them feel important and they will love you for that. 
So remember, communication is key and listening is just as important. Thanks so much for joining me here at my podcast, Human Better 365. Be sure to follow me here on SoundCloud and check out my website for all my social media under sabrinavictoria.com. Always healthy, passion-filled content here. I am here to support you in your dreams. Reach out to me anytime. I'm always willing to hear and guide you to your passion. Much love. The world can be a negative place. Be sure to follow Sabrina Victoria on Facebook and Instagram for constant, clear, positive support. These outlets will help guide you on a course that will help you focus on what is important in life so you can reach your highest potential. Visit SabrinaVictoria.com for those links.